I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to part two of the Asian Quarter. We ended last week with Frisco was presumed dead. Oh, no. Did he make it? But Suki and Olin witnessed the miracle as he came through. (laughs) But the rest of his friends all thought that he was dead. But Sean had taken the bullet for Frisco. Mm -hmm. Like, he had jumped in front of it. So we can pick up with Sean the hero. Sean refuses to go to the hospital for treatment of his gunshot wound. And Frisco enlists Suki's help for the man whom he says saved his life. And everyone's like, no, that man's been trying to kill you. Why do you want to save his life? He sends Suki to General Hospital's ER, where he finds Yank fixing some broken ribs. Buzz won't release Yank right away due to the volume of injured patients pouring in. Oh, last week it was mentioned that Tony was on the medical van and he wasn't. It was Buzz Stryker was on the medical van, not Tony. Okay. Buzz Stryker and Yank were the ones doing the medical van because Anna then forms a relationship with Buzz and the medical van becomes a thing. So sorry about that. Misspoke last week was not Tony. It was Buzz. And he was a lot more prevalent than I thought he was. We had talked about him briefly with some, I think it was actually when we were talking about Anna. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know who he was. No. He was kind of a big deal, I guess. Anyway, Buzz won't release Yank right away due to the volume of injured patients pouring in. But when he does catch Yank sneaking clamps, sutures, and a scalpel into a black bag against hospital rules, Buzz only agrees to look the other way this time if Yank tells him later where and why he is taking the medical instruments. I like how he says this time. Like, has this happened before? Right, right. I need a reason this time to look away. After Yank extracts Donnelly's bullet, Sean is still in need of a blood transfusion. And I feel like that's not something you can just go, hey, can I have some blood? I mean, Brit's done it before without. Yeah, that's true. In the 80s? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know how had to perfect it sometime. Let's go. I guess. In signing for a unit, Buzz makes it clear that Yank is pushing his luck. If anyone finds out, it could cost him his career. Yank promises to go straight to the police with the name of his, quote, patient after he's done. Sacrificing a career in medicine may be a lot, but it still comes in second to what Frisco believes he and now Sean Donnelly could do for the people of the Asian Quarter. Once Donnelly tells him he deliberately took the bullet meant to kill him, Frisco starts a crusade to convince all of Donnelly's detractors that the slime bag has turned into a gem. See, that's where Sean started. This is where we started to like Sean, where Frisco started to like Sean. But he had to convince everybody. He convinces Yank easily, which I think is funny, not funny, but interesting considering that up until recently, Yank thought that Frisco killed his brother. Mm -hmm. And so now he's trusting I think that he sees like all the stuff that Frisco's trying to do for the Asian quarter. Yes. And oh, oh, also you had said that Suki, that Olin said that she got paid $5 an hour. Yeah. She got paid $5 a day. Oh, it is a day. Yes. Because I think I minimum just... wage was like three fifty back then. So that $5 an hour actually would have been good. Cause as I was yes. listening, I'm like, wait a second. It was only five thirty five when I was in high school an hour and that was good. Right. So yeah, nope, you're right. It was, it was $5 it was like a day, a day. but yeah. I think it was like a 12 hour day. Cause she said that she did like, she worked from like morning till yeah. nightfall. Yes. So and she only got $5 a, a day. Yeah. Yes. And I think she said it was only like pennies per piece. So like if she did like 70, mm-hmm. it wound up being $5 for the day or something like that. Because then there was a point, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're there yet or not because they were talking about lowering their wages or something. And the other women working with Olin were like, well, if we hurry up and get these ones done, they'll give us more and we'll be able to make more money. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, 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 that's not how this is going to work anymore. (laughs) I forget where that was. 200 something episodes. It's easy to forget the order of some of them. Uh, So he convinces Yank easily, but Felicia doesn't fall for the story overnight. Oh yeah, that's right. By the way, Felicia now knows that Frisco's not dead. We didn't it did not transition. It did not that. bring that because they brought her to him. If you care about me, turn Sean in, she insists. Tired of riding an emotional roller coaster where Fris- Frisco never has to explain his decisions, she storms out but eventually gives in. I get that. <laughs> Frisco even hobbles over to Scorpio's to report that Sean Donnelly saved his life and he won't turn him in. Scorpio thinks he's being naive, asinine, and melodramatic to think that Donnelly has switched sides. And I don't blame Robert because he has a much longer past with Sean and Sean, you know, threw him off the tram. Oops. He might have a hard time believing that suddenly he jumped in front of a bullet for somebody else. Anna now believes that they need Sean to protect Robin from Wu until they can find the real pearls. She tries to win Scorpio over by pointing out that Donnelly admitted to placing the ad for the free karate lessons that ultimately saved her and Robin's life. And she said, people can change Robert. Haven't I? Already annoyed, Scorpio is fuming by the time Felicia refuses to tell him where Frisco is hiding. He vows to find Donnelly on his own, even if it means hurting Frisco. He orders a manhunt for the two of them when Yank delivers the bullet from Donnelly's body, but also refuses to squeal on him. Scorpio informs the young doctor that he has 24 hours to tell him where they are hiding, or he'll report him to Buzz Stryker and end his career. Oh, Robert. Felicia finally learns about the undercover operation from Scorpio himself and both think the newly militant Jade is an excellent choice to spy on her brother and Wu. Tony Jones gets in them the action as well, posing as a security guard when Kim comes from hunting for Frisco in the shipping company office where Frisco hides with Felicia. 
Tony does not make a good security guard. I'm sorry. Aww. He, he doesn't. He's, he's meant to be a doctor. He's totally meant to be. He's a great guy. He is a great protector. But, but he not doesn't in that have, capacity. He doesn't have the <laughs> grit. I don't want to say grit. What am I thinking of? Graph? Scrappiness. He's not scrappy. There you go. I will agree with that. Scrappy dappy doo. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right. The games go on. Nursing Donnelly back to health, Frisco tells the turn coach that he won't turn him into Scorpio and that he wants him to answer some questions first. Donnelly spills all the beans. Wu got him out of jail, offered him enough dough to forget that he lost the treasure, and promised him both a place in his empire and safe passage to Hong Kong if he produced the Black Pearls. He took the bullet for Frisco because he was doing because what he was doing for Wu disgusted him. He also placed the ad that saved Anna and Robin. Donnelly is deeply touched when Frisco offers him a chance to redeem himself. Frisco wants Sean to help him find Josh's killer, expose Wu and Kim, and guarantee Robin's safety. Donnelly is game, but tells Frisco that he must sever all contact with Felicia, Tony, and Tanya because of the dangerous times ahead. Wu's council of six meet in Wu's secret room. Kim announces that the deadline for the Ancient One to buy the cannery has passed, so they should get the green light from Derek Barrington. Take a news break. They all catch the tail end of Yank's appearance. Oh, taking. I'm like, take a news break. Like, they're giving instructions. Sorry. <laughs> taking. Okay, Amanda, stop right there. We're going to turn on the TV <laughs> right, I'm like, and watch the news. That's what I'm thinking. He's like, wait, before we make any decisions, let's watch the news. And I'm like, what? Sorry. Taking a news break. They all catch the tail end of Yank's appearance on Ginny Weber's interview show. After Yank tells the Port Charles viewers out there that the economic slavery of the Asians will end and they will acquire a fishing fleet and a cannery, one of the council suggests that a second hit-and-run accident might be a fortuitous way to silence Yank. Before Felicia leaves her lover for God knows how long, they arrange one night, one last night of passion and pizza. There's Netflix and chill before we had that. In a public park? <laughs> Whoa! Well, she and Matt, she has a thing for parks, because she and Matt got right. arrested. Right. <laughs> she didn't need manlanders. Woo! Felicia brings the blanket. Frisco proposes, but of course the wedding will have to wait until he saves the world. Felicia <laughs> I mean, understands. you know. Felicia understands and later swears Tony and Tanya to secrecy now that they know the nature and status of Frisco's underground operation. So Ginny Weber is also Ginny Blake and she's an interesting character. I didn't because but we've seen her a lot yeah. over the past the storyline and the Aztec princess. Like she was very adamant that Frisco did not kill Yank's brother that he needs to she's the one who did the interview with Felicia and Tony. Mm hmm to try to bring him home and everything. And I do, mm, I could be mistaking, mistaken, but I feel at one point she and Yank did discuss her, his brother's death. And he does say that it was not Frisco. I could be premature, but it might've actually been during this time where he's like, I don't think it was Frisco anymore. I think it might've been someone else or that comes much later. And I just ruined it for you all. <laughs> You all knew that Frisco did not kill Tony. No, no, you shocked us. But Yank is already liking Frisco again, so yes, I feel like that's where that happened. Oh, this one's creative. Robin flies away. <laughs> Robert Scorpio takes his search warrant against Anna's advice to Wu's apartment, where he scrutinizes the joint for the slightest iota of evidence that will satisfy his quest for revenge. 
He finds the gun Kim fired at Frisco and, in no time flat, Lieutenant Ramsey hauling the hot-headed racketeer handcuffed for questioning. Scorpio has the bullet, which was fired from Kim's gun, but no Donnelly to prove Kim did it. So Kim's feeble alibi that he, that he fired trying to make a citizen's arrest of Frisco Jones holds. Ramsey tells Scorpio he has no choice but to let Kim go. Like Anna, Ramsey thinks Robert is too emotionally involved in the case. Scorpio doesn't lighten up. During one of the arguments with Anna about the guilt slash innocence of Sean Donnelly and their responsibility to get Robin to Australia as soon as possible, Robin comes to the top of the stairs and hears them talking about the proper time to tell them they are her real parents. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hurt and confused, Robin runs out of the house. When they discover she's missing, Robert convinces Wu's convinced Wu has kidnapped her, orders the entire police force to seal off the Asian quarter. Too bad we're not going to find her there. Searching for Robin. Ji Sung, the little girl with the hole in the heart, is rushed from the Asian quarter to General Hospital for emergency surgery. Her neighbor, Mei Long, stops at the medical van to give Monica Robin's doll to cheer Ji Sung up. After some frantic hours, the little girl's life is saved and Yank becomes the star of the OR. Frisco and Donnelly find a touch of ancient Rome in the Asian quarter in the form of catacombs. There's catacombs all over Port Charles. All underneath. Why don't we use them anymore? I Did they get know. filled in? I don't know. I wonder if there's ones that run from Cassadine Island all the way over. That's mm -hmm. underwater, too. I know. That'd be fun. Let's, like, cement that in. Be a whole new way. Anyway. I would hope so. I'd imagine that the pressure of the water had probably... Yeah. But it would be a fun idea. I'm not a physicist, but I would just imagine I'm, I'm that sure, but the ongoing pressure of the water above would at one point collapse. Yes. If there was not. Yes. Like a cement tube. Right. They should cement that. Or they could make it like the one at the zoo where you can see all the animals around it. Oh. Then you could see the dead bodies right there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just go down into the. Right. If you need to know. Observation died, tube. Walk into the observation tube. But look at there. There's the ice princess that Helena threw in the water. Oh, wait. How did that get out? <laughs> There's Jason's body. Oh. Like, that would be all that was like eight years ago, though. I mean, he's obviously. Well, now he's under rubble. Right. But. See, I just, I feel like it solves all the problems. <laughs> anyway, Frisco and Donnelly find a touch of ancient Rome in the Asian quarters in the form of the catacombs. In their new hideout, Donnelly's wound gets infected and Olin sends Jade to find Yank at the hospital. Yank doesn't want to risk his career a second time, but when he learns that Robin has been kidnapped, he decides to treat Sean in the hope that he may lead them to Robin. Frisco and Sean are stunned to hear that Robin's missing. Anna tells Buzz the story of the Jade Buddhas and the Black Pearls. Buzz enrolls her in Audrey Harding's paramedic class, so Miss Devane, of whom he is growing quite fond of, can search for Robin in the medical van. After a particularly frustrating day of showing everyone in sight Robin's picture, Anna breaks down in tears. Wet my shoulder, says Buzz. How strong does a woman have to be? That is amazing. He was like, you do not have to hold it in anymore. Just let it go. I am here for you. I will just let it go. Are you in love with Buzz now? <laughs> I think that's an extremely kind thing for him to do. Yes. While Robert is turning up no substantial clues in his daughter's whereabouts, Robin is hiding out at the hospital in the linen closet. She was in the thingy like Annie. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Stealing uh -huh. food off patients' <laughs> trays. When a nurse catches Robin walking off with a tray of food, the small little girl lies. The doctor Stryker told her she could bring the food her to her friend in pediatrics. 
because she had been hanging out there because that's where they wanted to keep her safe so she could make some friends yeah and they were like well there's no other kids here the only other kids we know are in the hospital yeah but that was it was to keep her also like give her the added protection of not being kidnapped right was by keeping her in the hospital yes so and i forget if we talked about it last week but uh yank and jade were kind of getting romantically involved Mm -hmm. so that's kind of but jade is the woos is kim woos sister and mr woos daughter uh so then jade defies her family Jade is hiding out in Wu's office, listening to him talk on the phone about a red ledger he has managed to keep hidden from Scorpio. When she finds it and shows it to Yank, they see it contains records of all of Kim's racketeering. Yank tells her that if she turns this into Scorpio, her brother will certainly be arrested. She realizes that, but her commitment to her people is now stronger than her allegiance to her family. Yank and Jade burn the midnight oil at the tea house of many leaves, trying to decipher Kim's red ledger. That was such a cute little place, too. They should bring that back. They should. Even Olin takes a crack at it, but has a tough time with the pig and horse and dragon symbols in the color-coded book. I can make the chords, but can't string them together to play the song, you know, she tells them. When Jade and Yank finally figure it out, they can't even celebrate with a kiss because Wu's thugs come a-pounding. Yank gets knocked around and the thugs steal the ledger, but Yank manages to save one incriminating page for the police. When Robert, Anna, and Ramsey have a look, they all commend Jade for her courage. She was awesome. I really liked her. I like that she showed the proper amount of guilt for going against her family. But at the end of the day was like, no, I know that this is the right thing to do. Yeah. Robin's doll. Meanwhile, Robin's loneliness causes her to be sloppy and drop food everywhere. She eventually wants And the fact that she's like five. Exactly, and that tray is like bigger than her. But okay. <laughs> she's not her lonely. She is five. That's about how old she was. She was like yeah. five, six, right? Yeah. Okay. She eventually wanders into pediatrics and begins visiting with Ji Sung. Seeing her doll, Robin demands, how did you get Cindy? The indignant little girl asks for it back and has to prove it's her doll. Robin shows her that the special black marbles she has put in Cindy's eye sockets. Ji Sung doesn't think they're marbles, but gives Robin back her doll. Did you watch this? Yes. It was the sweetest little moment between two little girls because they're just, I mean, Robin would talk to her doll and she was telling Ji Sung about how I used to have a doll and we would share secrets and everything. And Ji Sung has the doll like tucked under mm-hmm. her uh, comforter because or her Because she's not blanket. supposed to have it. So. Right. Ji Sung got it from her friend, yes. whose mom got it whenever she stole, stole it, it. Yep. delivering um, Holly. We said that Holly sent Holly to Robert all the time. So she pretended to be the delivery person and stole the doll. So when she took it home, she gave it to her daughter, but said it is not to leave the house because she didn't want anyone to see it. But, you know, kids don't listen. She lent it to her friend. She wanted to show her friend her new doll. And she wanted to lend it to her to make her feel better when she was at the doctor or at the hospital. So, yep. She knew to keep it hidden under the blankets because it wasn't supposed to be out and about. Yep. But then when Robin was all sad about missing her dolly, she's like, we we can share my dolly. She listens real well, too. And the second she pulls it out, Robin's like, wait a second. <laughs> you have my dolly. Yeah. And then she's just like, she. That, <laughs> that was kind of like freaky. She Watch me pop out. these eyes out. See? <laughs> that was the creepiest. I mean, okay. So we're talking about a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff. But the creepiest thing was watching this little kid just like continually pop out this doll's eyes and stick them back in. 
with such force because she's like, look it, I can just gouge and the they, eye. They kept like flashing back to her, poking him in the first yep. time. And now this time, yep. popping him out. But I just thought it was sweet that like the one little girl would share their dolly to share or to tell good stories. Yes. And then she's like, wait a second, that's mine. That's my dolly. Give her back. So cute. Later, Mao Wong's mother shows up and is upset to learn the doll is missing. She was, like, so crappy to her daughter. And, no, don't talk to children that way, okay? Especially if they're in the hospital. I exactly. Mean- you should have done a better job. Why would you give the doll to your kid to begin with? But whatever. Robin overhears the upset woman leaves the hospital, but not before one of the nurses recognizes her from the newspaper photo and alerts Robert, Anna, and Bud. She was quick. They were like, Very quick. little girl. And she was like, boom. After failing to find Robin... Wasn't that Amy? No. The first one wasn't Amy. Okay. she didn't recognize her. Okay. She had to pick up the paper and like look okay. at okay. it. Okay. And then she called down to Amy and Amy was like, I haven't seen a little girl. No. And then they finally called okay. Anna, who was in the ER waiting room. Anna and Buzz head out to the Asian quarters to search. Unbeknownst to them, Robin's hiding in the back of the van and sneaks off undetected. A man named the Ancient One takes the little tyke out of the rain. She refuses to tell him where she came from and anything except her name is Robin and her parents don't want her. Which was so sad. And he's he was so sweet. He's like, her. I'm pretty sure that's not true. But yeah. okay, let's And then he kept asking her, What's your grandma's name? And she was like, I I don't remember anything. <laughs> And then he asked her what her last name was, and she goes, mm, no, you're a stranger. Yeah, exactly. My name's Robin. That's all you're getting. Yep. Pressuring Felicia, Jimmy Lee throws himself. Oh, because they didn't talk about this either. Okay, so when Donnelly was presumed dead mm-hmm. or was in a coma, right. whichever one, either way, he was not obviously able to be running his business. Jimmy Lee and Edward were trying to take over Donnelly shipping Mm -hmm. and the attorney comes in and is like, yeah, no, Sean actually thought ahead and has a POA and it's Felicia Felicia. because Felicia was working as Edward's secretary. Yes. So Jimmy Lee throws himself into trying to find a way to get control from Felicia over Donnelly shipping. After warning Edward, she'd take action if he and if he and Jimmy Lee usurp Felicia Lila and Monica watched the two like hawks. I loved that they teamed up <laughs> against, I mean, Lila's husband. Yep. She's like, no, you're not doing that to that girl. Sorry. When hounding Felicia with her lack of managerial experience doesn't work, Edward brings her to tears by saying, you want to run Donnelly's company because you've acquired a taste for common, common criminals. When Felicia forgets to pay the hospital ship crews, why don't we have more stuff about the shipping? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we have the piers, we have the docks. We like, we know right, that this, the shipping. warehouses. Yeah. Why isn't this more of a, I don't know. Oh, she forgets to pay the ship's crew and its port of entry fee to Morocco. The quartermains leap in with the opportunity with an offer of, quote, help. Felicia asks Jake for help instead. That's the attorney. Mm -hmm. And he advises her to string the cues along, teasing them with the thought of a partnership while she accepts all the free business advice she can get from them. She admits to Jake that she can't concentrate on work until she knows Frisco's all right. Okay, I feel like she could still do some work. It's okay. You know he's not out there dead, but okay. Kim on the loose. The Council of Six informs Wu that his firecracker grandson is such a bother that if there is the slightest chance that any of the charges being leveled against him might result in a trial, Kim will be rubbed out before he can set foot in the courtroom. Wu appoints his second ally, Diem, the honorary mayor of the Asian Quarter, to protect Kim. 
Diem takes his role too seriously when he makes a surprise appearance at Kim's lineup. All the Asian merchants about to identify Kim as the man who takes their money clam up when Diem is present, a strange silence which arouses Scorpio's suspicion. Wu then orders Kim to execute Diem for blowing his cover. Kim sloppily dumps Diem's body into the catacombs where Scorpio later finds it. Again, more fun if it was a water tube they could walk down and see it. Meanwhile, Frisco and Sean, who are hiding out in the catacombs, drill a hole under Wu's office and eavesdrop and hear that a shipment from Hong Kong is coming that will make Wu and his men very rich. And Kim killed him by cyanide. Yes. So this is twice now that Kim has killed someone with cyanide. And let's just remember, because I just personally love the fact that it was George Takai. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I like when famous people make random... It's just cute to know that everyone loves General Hospital. And so they needed to have their time on it. Exactly. The pearls resurface. Robert, Anna, and Buzz are having no luck finding Robin. Anna's having a terrible time keeping herself together and breaks down in Robert's arms. He assures her that they will find their little girl soon. Mrs. Loong reports back to Ms. reports back to Wu that the black pearls are hidden in Robin's doll and he immediately sends his men to search the Asian quarter. Kim gets a tip that Robin and the agent one have been spotted. As Robin and the agent one become buddies, the old sage tries to find out where she belongs by drawing out stories of the Asian people and, of course, the cannery and the dream. When he tells her their dream will never come true as long as the black pearls are still missing from the Jade Buddhas, Robin remembers removing the pearls from the, from the Buddhas for her doll's eyes. The lonely kid puts the pearls back into the Buddhas so the agent one can have a miracle he hopes for. And that was so sweet because he was. had gone to sleep and she's like, you sleep and you'll wake up and you'll have your miracle. Or he didn't go to sleep. He left her to go to, to, sleep. Go to sleep. Yes. And there was the other bed. And so she went and took the two Jade Buddhas off the bookshelf. Yes. And took the it was like eyes out of the doll. Little baby pots. Yeah. That she dropped and she them in. took off the little lid and put one pearl in and put the lid back on and then did the other one and then put her doll in between the mm-hmm. two Buddhas. And then she went to sleep alone. Robin mournfully thinks of her parents. You should have told me you were my mother, love. The little girl says to herself, you really should have. Kim breaks into their hideout and steals the doll and the Buddhas, Buddhas but doesn't get far when the green shirts descend upon him. During the scuffle, the old man and Robin sneak into the curio shop and retrieve their treasure. So this was actually a really good scene because it showed Kim was trying to leave and then Robin woke up and they were like, no, you're not going anywhere. Well, then he escapes. Mm -hmm. But then the green shirts chase after him and he finds like a little stand and he's like, here, hold these. And then he keeps running thinking that no one's going to see them. Right. Sitting right there. In a plane open. (laughs) And the ancient one and Robin start kind of chasing after him too. And the ancient one looks over and goes, Hey, the Buddhas and grabs them. But he doesn't know the pearls are in them. No, he doesn't. No, he just knows that those are his Jade Buddhas. Kim then returns and brags. He's got the items, but his grandfather bursts because he had called. He's like, grandfather, I have the, the pearls. We're good. And he's like, okay, I'll meet you. So Kim goes and the Buddhas aren't even there. Because, you know, they went back with the ancient one. Because you left them out in the middle of nowhere. Yep. When Wu orders his granddaughter to stop seeing Yank, she defiantly replies, if you demand that I stop seeing Yank, 
You'll be the one I never see again. Blue's threat of physical harm to Yank forces her to tell Yank she means nothing to her. She was so mean to him. So mean. I mean, she was intentionally trying to break his heart. She had to break it off. Just like Frisco was so mean to Felicia at certain times, but it was still sad because he liked her. Frisco, who's overheard Wu bullying Jade, sends Suki to tell Felicia the truth so that she could kind of console Yank and be like, hey, by the way, that was all fake. She really likes you. (laughs) Gonna pass some notes. Do you like me? Yes or no? We've already done that before. Uh, She then passes the news to Yank. The love-struck doctor wants to introduce her to the ancient one because that's his grandfather. Mm -hmm. But the duo instead finds his hideout has been ransacked. Yank assumes his grandfather is dead. A bodyguard tells them and Robert that the ancient one escaped and had a little girl with him. Robert realizes that it's Robin, but his fears increase. Kim found them once. Chances are he'll find them again. And he had a bodyguard that was stuck in the closet that they had tied up. Oh, and they're like, so who was here? Wait. Am I on the right show? Did that happen? I don't know. I didn't watch that part. Oh, sorry. That was part of my sleeping. Was that in Sark? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that was this. <laughs> but now I'm not sure. Oh, my God. Well, Ozark wasn't uh, out yet. Because that just came out <laughs> last Friday. <laughs> and I watched this, like, the beginning of April. Okay. But Jade had already, like, made the decision that, okay, basically, that was the quickest breakup and get back together. It was not even an hour, I think. I, f- I forget, but I feel like there was somebody else there that was like, yeah, these this guy came in. I don't know. I can't remember. Then Anna's guilt grows when she comes home to find Philomena unconscious on the floor from a massive heart attack. At the hospital, Philomena recovers but insists on seeing Robin after Anna lies that the child has been found. Anna stalls her with excuses. Anna and Buzz continue to bond and she tells him that she wants to know who he is. He wonders if it, if he's too intense for her. Please. She is WSB karate studio owning Anna. Exactly. Anna tells him she likes intensity. Later, Robert grills Anna and Buzz and annoys her when he tells her she needs a man. (sighs) No, she does not. Absolutely not. The shipment arrives. Yank unfurls the Ancient One's freedom flag in the Asian quarters and tells the people that the Ancient One is back in Port Charles and their day of deliverance is near. The Asians already sense this. No amount of browbeating by Kim can get the merchants to pay protection money to him. Wu becomes worried. The Council of Six is peeved over Diem's death and Kim's continued bungling. In their latest hideout, the cannery, Robin shows the Ancient One the Black Pearls. Although Robin has given him his miracle, the old man knows it is too dangerous to deliver the pearls to Derek Barrington yet. Robert asks Jake if he can legally delay the sale of the cannery to Wu. Once Derek learns the truth about Wu's operation, he and Jake study the contracts and Barrington extends the deadline. Down in the catacombs, Frisco and Donnelly get a good scoop. Kim bragging about poisoning Diem and Josh. At the same time, Robert is grilling Asian pharmacists and the FDA about who sold and bought the deadly cyanide. When Kim arranges to meet the diver with the shipment from Hong Kong, Donnelly sends Suki to get a hold of a tape recorder so he can get some hard evidence against Wu. Does the pharmacist really say where who bought the deadly cyanide? I feel like that's something they wouldn't be disclosing. I can't remember if they actually gave up who... But they, but he told them, like, here's what's been happening. If we find out that you're the one that sold it to them, like you're going, like you're going to be in trouble because you've been selling it. I feel like 
They might have. Okay. I watched the part with Frisco and Donley getting the scoop, but then I didn't. I watched the pharmacists being interrogated, and now I can't remember if they gave up. (laughs) Okay, that's okay. Um, The treasure that Wu and the Council of Six have been waiting for is 100% pure, uncut cocaine. As Kim inspects it, Donley slips into the office and tapes the negotiation. Unfortunately, he gets locked in the room by the departing smugglers. While they await Donley's return, Frisco and Suki eavesdrop on Kim's showing Wu the cocaine. What Suki doesn't catch, however, is their plan to hide the sample under the bamboo bar until the rest of the shipment arrives. They scramble into hiding before Kim's flashlight can spot them. With the hole they have drilled to Wu's office still uncovered, Frisco and Suki examine the packet. Wu gets the shock of his life when he hears the overexcited Suki exclaiming, Dig this cocaine! Furious but resourceful, Wu suspects Donley and Frisco and stations guards at the two entrances of the catacombs. Then to make sure there's no escape, he triggers an explosion that traps Frisco and Suki behind a wall of dirt and rocks. After Kim cuts the wages of peace workers by 25%, Olin puts down her beads and talks her fellow workers into pointing the finger at Kim in the lineup. So that's what I was talking about, that they were like, but if we hurry up and do this. Okay, so there is so much missing out of this, though, because at one point, so Mr. Wu always had a cat. And Robert came to him and said something about, like, what do you want the cannery for? And he's like, because we're going to make the... So he said that the um, the cannery was a fish cannery. And Kim said that they're going to make their own special cat food. And he had, like, a whole curio cabinet that he opened up and showed Frisco or Robert and was like, look it, we have cat food. It's only the best for, like, my cat and everything. So we're just going to make great cat food. <laughs> And this hole that was in the floor, they were using like a cork. Yes. And that's when Mr. Wu, because he saw them like a lighting or something. Well, no, he heard Suki say that. And then he looked underneath and saw the cork going back up in the hole. Oh, so therefore he knew someone was under there because. Yeah, you can. Yep. Yep. You can see the hole. Yep. I'm sad that I didn't watch Suki exclaiming, dig this cocaine. There was also, oh, back when Frisco was looking for Sean, he kept referring to him as a man about 6'2", brownish hair, and a strong jaw. Like, that's not... Well, I mean, maybe in the Asian quarter. (laughs) With a strong jaw? With a strong jaw. Oh, and I wrote, we like Sean now because he jumped in front of the bullet. That Mm -hmm. makes sense with the timeline in my head, though, because I said I remembered watching this, and I would have been like five. I wouldn't have remembered the yucky stuff. Yeah. So multiple rescues. A security guard finally frees Sean, who then discovers the cave-in and rushes to Robert for help. He freaks out because he tried to dig them out and everything. Although he tells Scorpio Wu is smuggling cocaine. Oh, because this is when... Why? They entirely left out Josh out of this entire story. Because this is when Frisco heard Kim say... I killed Josh because Wu's yelling at him for being the sloppy. Sloppy, yes. Because they found DM in the catacombs and found out that he had had cyanide in his system. And then they were like, you know, it's going to be suspicious considering that Josh has also now died by cyanide. And this is when Josh or um, Frisco and Sean were fighting over who's going to basically go take care of this. Sean's like, I need to take care of it because they think I'm still on their side. Mm-hmm. You know, they still, 
and Frisco was kind of, I don't want to say getting hot-headed, but I mean, he didn't have the he level of training to handle it because yes. he was so upset that they killed Josh. And Sean was like, you need to control this emotion. I will go handle it. And then that's when Suki and Frisco overheard about all the cocaine. They heard him. They boomed the catacombs. They got in. Sean went back to talk to Frisco and Suki and finds out that the catacombs have been sealed in. He tries to dig them out. He's not able to. So then he's like, all right, I need to go to Robert because he might be able to help with this. That makes sense why we don't have the catacombs there. It Well, there. There. Right. There, that one section. Yes. Although he tells Scorpio that Wu is smuggling cocaine and he has the tape to prove it, Robert handcuffs him to a chair and sets out to save Frisco and Suki alone. Smart man doesn't trust him right away, but he's going to take that information and check it out. An anxious Monica arrives to tell and tells Anna and Buzz that she needs her help. How many mistakes are we allowed to make in this life? Asks crumbling Anna. She is feeling like the biggest jinx in the world right now that her sleuthing activities in the medical van have made front page of the Herald. Her devoted admirer Buzz Stryker is in big trouble with the quarter mains and the hospital board when the insurance company threatens to cancel the policy if the van is being used for unauthorized non-medical purposes. Anna, Patrick O'Connor, and Ginny Weber defend Buzz and the skeptical insurance agent is won over. Edward fumes. He was so mad. Wait a second. So they're missing... Like the most famous scene between Anna and Robin in this, because this is when the reason that she made the front page of the Herald is because they found Robin. And this is when we see Anna get out of the medical van and Robin comes running up to her. Yes. What did you always think that scene was? I thought that that was whenever she found her, like after she was actually kidnapped. Not after she, it's not. It's when she was coming from being, okay, she was not safe. With the ancient one, but she had not been at this point. She left of her own free will. Right. Yes. And Anna found her, but I was with you where I thought this was Anna or Robin was being found after having been kidnapped. But I mean, it's the most famous scene that we see yes. of Anna and Robin with Robin running up to her. Anna swoops her up and they give a big hug and yeah. it's all rainy and everything. But so that's why that made the front page of the Herald. The reason why they were able to win this against the skeptical insurance agent is because Anna did that Audrey Hardy, Audrey Hardy paramedic training, which why do we not still have that? Mm -hmm. Why is Liz not teach? I know Liz is not a paramedic, but mm, I'm sure she could teach some of the class. Yes. I feel like there's something there or at least be a part of it. Right. Like maybe she could be at least know or refer to someone being in it. Yeah. Someone. Yes. I mean, we do need more paramedics. Maybe we should hold a class. Maybe. At the Audrey Hardy, Hardy School for Paramedics. There you go. But so the insurance agent was like, okay, well, so you had a or a trained paramedic on a medical van. And the purpose of the medical van was to drive around and help people in the Asian quarter. And that's where you were. Right. So you did okay. And they're like, and finding a girl who had been not at home, there's a good chance that she would have needed medical care. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah. That's, you're good. Rescue workers break through the concrete wall and Tony and Felicia arrive just in time to see Frisco emerge from the dust, delivering Kim's packet of cocaine to Scorpio. Back at Robert's house, Sean pleads with Anna to release him, saying, there's only one chance to redeem myself and you're the only one who can help me. She refuses, but does, however, agree to fix the tape, which has been broken. Now that was some skills because cassette tapes, not easy to fix. Mm -mm. Robert and the gang arrive at the house and Frisco is not pleased to see Sean in handcuffs. 
Anna plays the fixed tape of Kim and the diver talking about the cocaine shipment. The air is charged as Robert and Sean stare at one another. Will Robert forgive Sean? And I feel like that should just be like a go back and forth between the two faces, just staring. Yes. That's probably how that ended. The handcuffs are removed. And as the group surrounds the two glaring men, see, Frisco <laughs> jokes, all right, I'm not about to ask the two of you to kiss and make up, but a simple shake should do. At the moment of hesitation, the two shake and then hug. Aww. Robert arranges a hearing for Donnelly to plead his case to the judge, who then agrees to let Donnelly assist in the investigation, only if Scorpio promises that Donnelly will make himself available for trial. Robert allows Ginny to do an impromptu interview of Frisco after Frisco and Scorpio appear on Ginny's show to discuss Franco's cl- <laughs> Frisco's Clarence, because Franco wasn't here yet, at the of the hit and run driving charges. Now that the police have a suspect, Anna and Robert realize that Wu knows about the missing cocaine. Robin and the Ancient One are in greater danger than ever. Dun, dun, dun. Robin's kidnapped. Olin meets the Ancient One and he puts her in charge of guarding the pearls until Derek Barrington's delivery deadline. Olin decides that passing them from person to person every five minutes in the Asian quarter will ensure their safety. She tells Suki to make sure Yank is at Derek's office by 3 p.m. When the Ancient One leaves Olin, he is spotted by one of Kim's spies. Back in his hideout with Robin, the Ancient One encourages the little girl to run and see her mother when the hospital van rings its bell. Wait. How did they mix this up? I thought that was why it was on the paper. I thought that's why it was on the paper, too. Robin rushes outside, shouting, Mommy, Mommy! Mother and child rush into each other's arms. The reunion is interrupted when Kim's men advance on Buzz and Anna and overcome them. Robin thinks they're playing another game as Kim's men take off with her and the Ancient One. Anna and Buzz are knocked unconscious. The thugs dress Robin and the Ancient One in sequin costumes and stash them in a secret soundproof room in the bamboo bar. Once Robert learns of the kidnapping, he seals off the Asian quarter. Anna breaks down in his arms, whimpering. Robert, she, she looked at me. She ran towards me. She called me mummy. We've got to get her back. We'll get her back. He reassures her. The hunt begins. Wu and the ancient one finally meet. He believes the old man's claim that he doesn't have the pearls. The ancient one promises to find the pearls if Wu will return the child to her parents. Then the council of six arrive and threaten to remove Wu from power unless they get some satisfactory results soon, and Kim's activities are curtailed until they regain power. Meanwhile, Bert drags Kim off for another extortion lineup, and this time Olin and her friends finger him as the man who makes their lives miserable. Kim is booked and later out and later bailed out, retaliate by having each of the accusers' homes trashed. Wu, Kim, and Yank gather in Derek's office. When Derek tells Wu he's extended the deadline 10 days, Wu threatens legal action. Derek tells him the lawyer will have to deal with the police. The extended deadline sticks. Yeah, because here's, so here's, she finds Robin. Yay, hug, 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 hug. But then, like, I'm pretty sure this is when Edward got all, oh my gosh, did you see the headline? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. New front coming down from the north. Temperature to drop. I'm not talking about the weather report. Take a look at that photo. That's a picture of the hospital medical van, isn't it? It is. And if you focus on the uh, accompanying article, you'll see that Buzz Stryker's gone too far this time. I knew it was just a matter of time before that so-called humanitarian would hang himself. 
Earl has learned that under the stewardship of Dr. B.G. Stryker, the General Hospital medical van is being used for unauthorized purposes. Excuse me, can you tell me where I can find Mr. Quartermain? But that was after. Because they found Robin in video 171, and it was video 178 where Edward uh-huh. read the... Yeah. So, okay. So you weren't crazy. Okay, well... Yeah, Not about that. I, I thought that was ingenious that they kept passing the pearls. Yes. So that no one would find it. Yep. Although I don't know how you knew you could trust everyone. I'd I know. I couldn't figure out because they were leaving them everywhere. Yeah, I would be scared. So then on Turkey Day, Robin rebuffs her parents' attempts to talk and ask asks if they can wait until after Thanksgiving. Her guilt-ridden parents reluctantly agree. Robert, Anna, Sean, and Robin have a Thanksgiving meal together, and the little girl takes quite a shine to Sean. A starving Philomena, who's on a food strike, is relieved when Robin visits because she wanted to see Robin. Mm-hmm. Frisco and Felicia tell Sean about the Quartermain's harassment of Felicia. Donnelly tells the buzzards to leave Felicia alone and to stay off his property. He'll have them arrested for trespassing otherwise. See? Another reason to like Sean. Now, but I am standing by the why. I understand. But again, <laughs> it I makes sense now. Frisco, yes. Still, you threatened to kidnap my kid. I'm not going to make you their godparent. That I do agree with. <laughs> Showdown. Kim finally gets pearls by dressing up as a poor laborer and following an Asian woman to a bean barrel where she has been hiding them. Pretending he's the next person to pass them on, he scoops them up and rushes back to his grandfather. Because he had overheard somebody saying that they were being passed Okay. Jade walks in while Kim waits for Wu and the two bicker about her pledge of allegiance to the Asian people. When a boastful Kim thrusts the pearls in her face, a quick thinking Jade grabs them and throws them to the people in the street below, but not without putting her hand through the window first. It was awesome. Did you watch that? No. So she grabbed them from her. And so picture the two of them were in front of a desk okay. and then behind the desk picture Sonny's office and how he has those windows behind yeah. his desk so picture it's like that but they were standing in front of it she grabs them from his hand runs around the back of the desk and punches through the window and gives the pearls to someone who was like waiting out there yeah to take them so i mean it was it was kind of a awesome moment yeah but you go. A furious Kim shoves her against a cabinet before bolting from the house to retrieve the pearls. On the floor, Jade lays, lays unconscious as a pool of blood spreads around the base of her head. That was not awesome. At the hospital, the Ancient One is getting a checkup. He and Olin are ready to go to New York to cash in the black pearls. Scorpio has them under heavy guard. What a rush, says Olin, when they get the check. I'm so stoked. Using an old search warrant as a divisionary tactic to frisk Wu and the Council of Six, Donnelly plants a bug in their van. Miles away from the bamboo bar, Scorpio learns that Wu has jeopardized his future with the disgusted Council, although he has promised them the successful delivery of cocaine. Robert hopes to catch Wu or Kim negotiating a drug deal while the Asians celebrate the sale of the cannery, the fleet, and the creation of the cooperative. While Robin is leading the parade of happy Asians and the green shirts admits Suki to their club, Frisco watches Kim hide packets of dynamite along the docks, and Wu meets with divers from the Hong Kong ship in a room in the cannery to okay the final shipment of cocaine. Hidden, Sean watches Wu taste the smuggled snowflakes and then nabs him once the divers leave. 
In another part of the cannery, Frisco is trying to find out how much dynamite Kim planted. Kim treats Frisco to the dance of the fan, performed with a dagger-tipped one that slices a raincoat Frisco has wrapped around his arm. Yank intervenes, beating Kim and leaving him to die as he and Frisco frantically search for the dynamite. They find most of it on their own, but Wu, faced with the prospect of exploding alone on the docks, tells them where to find the big bomb. Once Yank and Frisco defuse it, they pack Wu into, into a police car and join the multitude at the Asian Quarter Parade. The freedom flag of the Ancient One is waving. He has added his name to the long list already, sign, signing of the cooperative, and Robin has become an honorary member. That was cute when they were like, you get to be part of this, and she was like watching the flag and all of that. Wrap up. By the time Jade, re recovering from her injuries, remember what Kim did to her, she is art. She is ready to disinherit him. When Yank finally confesses, wait, no, we need to step this back because he kept wanting to tell her. Tony was like, she physically cannot handle the stress that that would put on her brain. Right. She is not in a place where that would be okay. Cause he was like, I have to tell her I killed her brother. Mm -hmm. If she doesn't want to see me after that, that's fine. But I can't keep going in there because he did keep going to see and her. And she kept asking, where is my grandfather yep. and, and where like, is he my just brother? Can't come. Right. We're not able to bring him in. She assumed they were in jail. Yes. Yes. And Frisco and Felicia kept mm -hmm. seeing her. So then Yank finally gets the okay from Tony that he can tell her. And she goes blind from shock. No one seems to be able to comfort her until her grandfather pays her a visit and tells her not to mourn for Kim or herself. His lust for power was his undoing, and Jade recovers her vision. I, I imagine that that's like probably a real thing, like stress-induced, like shock-induced blindness. Sure. I can imagine that. That's, that's a lot of, especially after a head trauma. Sean's inflamed bullet wound is the root of, of a more serious problem, an inflamed heart muscle. Luckily, he gets Monica as his doctor. The ticked-off doctor has just met Alan's girlfriend and is more receptive to Donnelly's flirting. And this is where Monica and Donnelly start. Because Alan's fling knocked on the front door asking if he had found an earring or something like that. And was asking Monica. And Monica she's like, didn't punch where's her. Al? Where's Al? Is what she kept saying. Where's Al? I was with him last night and I think I left an earring or something. And Monica like slammed the door and was like, I'm Al's wife. <laughs> so she tells Donnelly about the Quartermain plot to take over his company. Donnelly enjoys a dinner date with the Mary doctor, but feels differently when Scorpio tells him that the judge has ruled against him and he must wait trial in jail. Donnelly clutches his chest and collapses. Monica thinks it's a heart attack, but doesn't know that Donnelly has stolen some of the digitalis pills, which taken in an overdose can produce symptoms of a coronary. Oh, he faked a heart. Oh, that's a dangerous game. That is a dangerous game. Oh, oh, it can produce the symptoms. So it doesn't actually cause. Right. But still. Okay. Yeah. Felicia takes Frisco shopping for an engagement ring. And he finally confesses that his real name is Andrew. Frisco is so much hotter though. But it was so tough to watch because like he wasn't working and she's like, it's okay. We have money. And he's like, I'm not having you pay for your engagement ring. Just give me a little bit of time and I'll be able to buy you something. But she was like, really? No, you have to buy me one today. And he's like, I literally can't. I have no money. It was tough. 
She would not let it go. I mean, they had been through a lot. The girl just wanted a ring to show it was worth it. He had already proposed to her. She just wanted the ring to know it was worth it. Sean's latest scheme. So after running some tests, Monica tells her handsome patient, Sean. With a strong jaw. (laughs) While his heartbeat is accelerated, he did not have a heart attack when he collapsed. She thinks it's stress-related, which it is. I'm faced with two things I don't want, jail and another one of these attacks, he tells himself, and hides more digitalis pills in his wallet. Robert's busy trying to plead Sean's case with the governor. He asks Monica to keep Sean in the hospital as long as possible, which she's all for, because now she's being all flirty and cute with him. Edward and Alan revel in the thought of Sean's imprisonment and their takeover of his company. When the hospital ship is quarantined in Alexandria, Egypt, for non-payment of port duties, the Quartermains are thrilled. However, unbeknownst to them, Sean has secretly sent Grant to retrieve the ship. And Robert bids farewell. The Ancient One says adios to Robin and her parents. Robert promises his daughter that she can visit him and Holly in Australia. Anna says she is happy to be an active mother again, but wonders if she can live an anonymous life in New York. She ponders about the future and tells Robert, I can't go back to dealing stolen dealing in stolen art. To ensure her and Robin's future, Robert convinces the mayor, Ken Morgan, that Anna would be a great co-commissioner of police with the man who doesn't feel right, with the man who he doesn't feel right for the job because he was commissioner and he was trying to find his replacement. replacement. And Robert had been suggesting um, someone, but then the mayor was like, says Anna would be a great co-commissioner of police with the man who he doesn't feel is right for the job. Oh, yes. Robert wanted Ramsey to be commissioner. The mayor said, eh, I don't think so. So then Robert's like, well, you know, Anna could help him. And then the mayor agrees as long as he can claim credit for the idea. Of course. So then Anna is stunned by Robert's latest coup. She now, she, now she and Robin can stay in Port Charles and live a normal life. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. At one point, Robin, when she was, um, I think it's when she was playing with the kids in the pediatric. She was like, I want to be a nurse when I grow up. Oh, I did see that part. That was, that was cute. cute. And I'm like, no, honey, you're going to be a doctor. Yes, I did see that. With great sadness, Robert prepares to return to his homeland, Australia and Holly. Frisco can't thank him enough for what he did on his behalf, nor can Anna. Sean is sorry that he can't stick around to do more, like guarantee his full pardon for his past crimes. <laughs> you know, because it's all about Sean. Yes. Covering Scorpio's farewell and Anna and Bert's installation as co-police chiefs at the police headquarters, Ginny captures Robert's final words on tape, saying goodbye is tougher than I thought it would be. I wish I could take you all with me. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mind. I know he comes back. (laughs) It's great because we don't know how the storyline ends. He also has his hands full saying goodbye to Anna and particularly an unhappy Robin. That's what I'm... (laughs) <laughs> he just finds out that he has this beautiful little girl and then he's like yeah i gotta go when he arrives in sydney holly greets her hubby by pulling him fully clothed into the bathroom you okay i am <laughs> and that's the asian quarter there was a couple things i should have had my notes with me when i was reading <laughs> um anna has a black belt yes why don't we talk about I that don't know anymore? Why we don't talk about that? Why doesn't she keep up with mm, like she should have her studio? That would be a great thing for all the kids to go to. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth's boys could go, and oh my god, Violet yep. would love that. Yep, 
Now I want a karate studio for the kids to go to. Oh, she could like team up with Sunny and have an offering at his boxing club. Sometime there you go. If she yeah. doesn't want to open her own studio, just have classes like once a month or so. Yeah. And last week when we were talking, so in the first part of the Asian quarter, we were talking about how Robert had called like Felicia and Frisco for help and everything. Yeah. It wasn't just that. It was that child services wouldn't let Robert keep Robin by himself because yes. there was not a woman, woman in the house. It was so Because sexist. Holly wasn't there and a child needs motherly love. Yes. And that's when Felicia said, I'll I can stay in. here. I can do it. I will stay here and take care of, help take care of Robin. So that way, and this is before they knew that she was even his mm-hmm. daughter. And Felicia told her stories about a princess who found a prince who could sing and she taught him manners. <laughs> That was cute. That was like a storyline that went through a couple of times because whenever they were trying to distract the kids, she would be like, I'll tell you a story. Yep. And Robin at one point said that she's going to marry someone just like Robbie and have him for always. Yes. They were so cute. And certain scenes were actually filmed in a Chinatown. That's awesome. Remember when we used to actually shoot things on location? What? And Kelly's used to be known for their Irish stew. Yes. That was a big thing at the very, very, very beginning of this. It's the very first note I took. Talking about the Asian Quarter, so let's talk about (laughs) Irish Stew. And the entire soundtrack, the whole way through this, Mm -hmm. I mean, there was multiple Madonna songs. I liked the real songs, incorporating the real songs. But some of the like dramatic songs that they just had looped through, I was like, okay, this is unnecessary. When Anna and Buzz were looking for her, and I think it was The Cure. Maybe. I don't know, but there was a couple times that I was like, what is this music? We don't have to have music at the ending of every scene. But it was just really impressive that they got all... Oh, and that was the other thing that they would have... So when they were listening to like the radio, yeah, like you would hear in the background the traffic and stuff. It's like if they were sitting in a car listening to it, you would hear the traffic in the background as they were sitting on the street, like cars were driving by and stuff like that. I don't know. I liked it, though. It explains... Robin, mm-hmm. how Anna became co-commissioner, mm-hmm. why we love Sean, how we eventually found out that Sean was okay. And then at what point did they ask him to be godparent? Like, that's, I I don't know. I think there's, did there's it just more. Happen? It's like we said, there's more videos after this. Yeah. I don't think that Robert was gone as long as he had planned on being gone. And so that all like came into a whole new storyline. Yeah. Of them, like, living their life. And then how Frisco became, <laughs> moved from being a rock star into now. He's a policeman. Yes. So. Yeah. But how are they going to tie this in? So, Kim Woo is Brad's dad. Okay. That is his tie to. So, the real quick 411 about the Woo mob family is it's a fictional mob organization. And it's currently headed by Selena Wu. And in 1985, Sean steals the Aztec treasure, sells it to Mr. Chang Wu. You know, we just told you two weeks of why, what happened all there. And then the Wu family was gone. So it was Robert and Sean then joined the Ancient One's grandson, Yank, to take down Mr. Wu, who had been operating an illegal drug selling operation. Yank kills Kim, who had planned to blow up the cannery. Kim's sister, Jade, is devastated to find out that her lover, Yank, killed her brother and suddenly goes blind. Wu confesses, blah, 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 blah. So that's really kind of like the end of where we see them Mm -hmm. until... So it was... That's 30 years. 
Mm -hmm. that they were gone. The Wu family returns in 2015 at the Mob Summit in New York City. You know, we have all these other summits. Why not? But it was called in New York City by Sonny Corinthos. A representative of the Wu family named Ms. Wu is present. And then in May 2021, there was another meeting of the five families arranged. Cyrus Renault attended and everyone there, including Selena, refers to him as Mr. Renault. The meeting is about to begin until Carly Corinthos arrives. That's when she took over the meeting. Mm -hmm. Brad's background is that, so on January 24th, 2014, it is revealed that Brad is the son of Kim Wu and great-grandson of Mr. Wu, and they are both dead. Jade Soong is his aunt, and his biological mother died giving birth to him. Brad was actually adopted and was forced to go searching for his biological roots on his own. The producers kept the secret up until the on-screen reveal. And then the Wu family returned. So he came back before mm -hmm. the Wu family came back. And then on November 8th, 2021, Brad is revealed to be her nephew. Now we know that he is being asked to... Asked to work for her? Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, I well, don't think it's ass. Heavily suggested that it's in his best interest to work for the to work in the family business somehow. Yes, but as we know, the math does not add up because although we don't know, was his mom pregnant and then Kim died, and then that's why he was given up for adoption. That's so he didn't even know that he didn't know he was going to be a dad. She was like, "Shoot, I just found out that I was pregnant." And then maybe he was just told that she died during childbirth and then given up for adoption. Maybe. I don't know. <gasps> I don't know either. All right. Don't open up a whole new can of nope, worms. I'm we'll not, figure it I'm out. I'm not. I'm not. This was the Asian quarter. Yes. And hopefully we see more of the Wu family and see where this goes. Perfect. Whew. We hope that you have really enjoyed the recap of the 80s. Yeah. Storylines. And I really don't think we even covered a lot of them. This was basically the Anna, Robert, Frisco, Felicia, Sean 80s. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, first five years of the 80s. Right. So yeah, join us on Monday as we recap this week's shows, which hopefully include some more Selena Wu. Yes. I love her. I do too. So have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.